What is up? Coming to you live from the jungle, the home of our little tiger. It's time for another episode of Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast, episode 244. It is September 20th, 2021. We are six days away from me turning 42, the meaning of life. If you are that nerdy, 42, 42. Go watch Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or go read the graphic novel, whichever you prefer, if you want to get that joke. What's going on, everybody? I, I, I hope we have some people on. Oh, Ryan Tanaka has joined us right off the bat. Awesome. Thank you for coming in this week, Ryan. We're, we're live here once again, as usual, on our Monday night. And how, how are you guys? How are you feeling, Ryan? Or anyone else who's jumped in? Because the, the viewer count is never accurate on, on this uh, old Facebook Live for this simulcast. Right now, my, my old Destiny buddies were trying to drag me on right now because they want to carry me in, in the Trials of Osiris. That's some crazy competitive multiplayer nonsense, which uh, I used to engage in that three or four years ago. You're, you're exhausted? Uh, as a fellow dad, I feel you, sir. <laughs> I, I feel that emotion. It was, it, it, it was a... Oof. <laughs> Here I was about to complain about... <laughs> I can't complain. It's that Ryan here was solo with his son for two weeks. I was solo with him for six, seven hours. And I was worn out. You are justifiably exhausted, sir. Two weeks with your with your rapscallion of a young man? With your little rabble rouser? Yeah, I, I can't even imagine if I had to... If it was just me and Ty for two weeks... I don't know what we'd eat. We'd eat a... Uh, the cat. We'd eat the cat? Nah, if we had the car, we'd eat, like, Del Taco and uh, El Pollo Loco every day. Oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> Ryan here says, moms deserve more credit. Yes, they do. Moms do deserve more credit. Mm. Big ups to moms. Our partners are... Our partners are what help us. It's a this is teamwork. It, it's all about that teamwork. When when we're both here, it, it's easier. Mm-hmm. See, like the the way it works here, like our our typical Monday through Friday is uh, we, we we wake up, we get the dude ready for daycare, and we're, we're out of the house by nine, hopefully, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we we drop the dude off at daycare. Then the the wife works at the same place I work now, but she dips early. She she dips at four because the daycare. Is, is done at 4.30. And beyond that, it's like crazy fines or whatever, but <laughs> I think it's more like the people have to stay there longer than they need to. So, Rosa has to dip early at 4, and I, I stay at work till 6.30. And then uh, I, I catch a ride home from one of my bosses, since Rosa obviously needs to take that. We got just the one car, so she takes the car to go get the dude. So she's solo rolo with the dude from about 4-something-ish, until I get home between uh, 6.30 and 6.45 or however long it takes for whichever one of the managers to be like, ready? Ready to go? 6.45, 7. 6.45, 7. I know sometimes I get here no, I earlier. Yeah. Someday, like, like today, I got here like 6.50 because yeah. it was until 6.40 until one of the managers was like, all right, we're ready. I'm like, oh, I'm ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> So she has to take care of the dude solo for roughly two hours every day. And then generally that usually means dinner time. 
I get here after after Tiger's dinner, and then it's and then I, I tag in. And it's like, all right, let's wash your face, let's wash your hands, let's play a little bit. All right, and I have to trick him into the bathtub because <laughs> he's gotten to that age where. It used to be like, oh, like six months ago, it was like, oh, he wants to go in. He's very curious. So oh, play, play, play. Now, I, I say the word bath time to him, and he gives the hard, no. It's like, he, he don't want to go in there until he goes in there. Although sometimes he doesn't want to go in there at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was one day last week where he just screamed the entire. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan here says the terrible twos weren't bad for the first half. You can see. Well, we we haven't hit we haven't even hit two yet. He he looks like a two or three year old depending on who you ask. Somebody said this weekend three or four. This weekend we were hanging out in Echo Park for for one of our friends, and someone walked up. Oh, how old's your kid? Three or four? It's like he's twenty months. She's like, oh. Oh, he's a he's a tall boy. Yeah, he's a, tall like Dada. Uh, Ryan says his son since he started swim lessons he loves baths. Interessante. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we had to. Be, if it wasn't for this pandemic, we would have been throwing him into the to the Elac pool, or well, one of us would be going in there with him. Yeah. Because we, when we when we were taking swim aerobics when Rosa was incredibly pregnant. Uh, we took two times, right? Yeah, we did, I think we did two sessions. Yeah. We did two sessions of swim aerobics. And then that, that was fun. And then across from us, we saw a bunch of like little little tiny like it was like. It, it was it even like babies too or I think it was even like baby babies like it wasn't even just toddlers it was like babies like parents it was like it was like it was like parent kid uh, swim class but it was like little tiny ones like it's getting them used to the water and our, our dude's a little cappy corn so he you know, that's a what if I if I recall that's a water sign correct no he's an earth sign he's an earth sign oh am I supposed to be a water what I'm a Libra that's not a water sign right I don't know these things. You, you, you are my astrological expert. Let me see. But I, I thought Ty was a f- half fish, half goat. <laughs> oh, Ryan says he has to top off the swimming pool, like the tub, like a swimming pool, so he can float. That's okay. his preference. Like, whoa! I'm sure that's a giant mess, Ryan. <laughs> you have to contend with afterward if you. Capricorn is a water sign. Yeah, I feel yeah. like yeah. I thought you had told me he was a water sign. Oh yeah, because we make mud. Yeah, you're you and earth, me. Earth. And you're and water. water. And he's water. Oh. Yeah, I think so. That's make mud. Capricorn. Uh, rule by the moon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I follow the astrology that I like to follow. Like whatever. Like if it sounds like me, it's like all right, cool. Then it's good. If it doesn't sound like me, like yeah, I see astrology's bullshit. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way with my Catholicism. <laughs> like a cafeteria worker, just pick or pick, cafeteria user. I'm like oh, I'll just pick and choose what I want. <laughs> so this past week, I'm I'm just gonna just jump right into. So this past Thursday, so. There's a show. I don't. I feel like I haven't talked about this show at all. There, there's a show. If you, if you, if you like the history of professional wrestling, if you want to see the the, the 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 grimy details of pro wrestling, there's a show called The Dark Side of the Ring. It, it's a it's a show produced by Vice. They, they they throw them up on YouTube. You can find them all on Hulu. I, I discovered that 
I think the majority of them right now are on Hulu. And uh, this show is pretty crazy. If you're like an old, old timey wrestling fan like me, you get a lot of the uh, the, the, the the dingy, dirty secret secrets or the stuff that you didn't know. Like uh, there, there was this, uh, there was a French Canadian professional wrestler by the name of Dino Bravo. If you, if you were a fan in the in the, in the late '80s, early '90s, there was a dude named Dino Bravo, and you find out oh, after he he, he retired from wrestling, he was <laughs> smuggling cigarettes for the Montreal Mafia of some sort, and he wound up dead in his house. They they shot him up because he he screwed over the mafia for thirty grand or something. <laughs> so it's like stories like that, and then they get to the really super depressing stuff, like like the death of Owen Hart or the death of Chris Benoit or the murder suicide of Chris Benoit. It's like this show gets really like ooh, it's 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 incredibly uncomfortable. I, I, I have debated back and forth uh, to, to see if, if, if my wife here is going to join me in watching some of these episodes. Like some, of, some of the stuff gets really like, it's very interesting, but it's also very horrible. It's like you, you find that old uh, Jimmy Snuka probably murdered a woman, and the only reason he, he evaded any prosecution, well, because back in the 80s, Vince McMahon was just throwing money around, and here's a suitcase full of money. This didn't happen. I need this guy to make his 285 dates throughout the year. So here's a suitcase of money. <laughs> this murder didn't happen, and then he was actually was facing prosecution for it. You know, 30 years later, but he died during the trial <laughs> because he was incredibly old and, and and frail by the time they were trying him in 2019 or 2020. And so they had an episode about that. So th this show is a it's it's pretty um it's pretty intense. It's uh, this guy I follow on Twitter. He's one of their historians. He's a reporter, David Bixenspan. He's a, he, he he he's one of their researchers. He he, he digs up all the deals, and then they talk to a lot of different uh, wrestlers and promoters and personalities to try to corroborate all these stories. So uh, the the show just came back last week for its uh, second half of the third season, and they just put up the first half of season three on Hulu, but. Uh, this past week was a it was it was a surprisingly rough one because uh, the, the the subject it, 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 it's a topic that a, a lot of the, the fans of this show have been like clamoring for. See, uh, I, I forget what the timeline was. I think if it was, I forget it was like two thousand or two thousand one. Uh, there, there was this infamous incident where the the WWE or F at the time had chartered a plane. For their trip, uh, for, they, they did a European tour. You see, uh, every every few months, uh, WWE would they go on international tours. They make a lot of money, you know, touring, you know, all of Europe, or they tour Asia. Or they tour all. They, they primarily like to go to Europe because people there, they only get to see them once or twice a year, so they they sell out these stadiums. So I guess this this uh, tour around it was a, I think it was um, the latter end of the the Attitude Era. That they chartered a private plane, uh, similar to I guess a lot, what what sports team would get uh, a plane all to themselves. Every class, every seat is like a first class seat, and then they had a seven hour layover where they were stuck in Europe before they they came back home after their two week tour. And so they were they're just sitting on the tarmac for seven hours. They they couldn't unload them. They had to stay on there, and. Uh, it always you'd always heard about this plane ride because a lot of people got fired up. It was called the, the plane ride from hell, as it was referred to. 
and uh, a lot of wrestlers when they when they, they do these things called shoot interviews where they, they they talk about stuff they're not supposed to talk about it's very popular in the early years of YouTube and even before that it used to you could, you could buy VHS tapes or or DVDs from from this one website of all these shoot interviews and wrestling when you're shooting that means you're you're telling the truth you're you're shooting straight and so when 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 people would hear about this uh this uh, plane ride is like oh you know uh, Brock Lesnar and uh, Mr. Perfect Kurt Henning got in a fight in the middle while the plane was in was in the air and uh, Ric Flair uh, put on his robe with nothing on underneath and was running around uh, showing his dick to everybody and everyone was really drunk and uh, people they were, they were cutting off people's uh, ponytails and people were just punching each other randomly because they were all really drunk it was just a rambunctious plane ride and a lot of people. When they got back home, it's like, oh, like, oh yeah, it was pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. Oh, pro wrestling. That's pro wrestling for you. And it was kind of just like, oh, okay, it was just a funny incident. But, so, people kept wanting, hey, we need Dark Side of the Ring to dig into this, because there's probably more to this plane ride. And then we find out, yes, there is there is more to the plane ride. They, uh, I guess all the um, the flight attendants, they, they all, uh, I guess... A couple in particular, they, they they filed lawsuits against the WWE or back WWF back then, and uh, they they were forced to take. I'm sure they had, they, they 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 took they took settlements, which also included a non-disclosure agreement, so they couldn't talk about what was, what happened on the plane. But I guess uh, I don't know if there's a statute of limitations or if the, this one flight attendant decided nope, my, the story is uh, of what happened to her on this flight. Is it's just like she? I, I don't know if she's gonna be in illegal in any trouble or 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 if because of <laughs> some crimes were committed. So maybe that gets her free and clear of this uh whatever NDA as a part of the settlement she got. But she told her story. It's like the first time we actually heard from a, a non wrestler who was on the plane. Cause uh, the thing with professional wrestling, it's it's very much like a it's very carny. It's very like I'm trying to think of a, of a better. Um, way to explain it to, to, to people who are not wrestling fans usually I, I, a lot of my friends here you guys are, are who watch this show or listen to this show you you are usually a oh let's see Ryan says that they use forever and perpetuity on NDAs well I guess this lady decided to break her NDA and she she told uh, the stuff that happened to her during this flight and they, they, they explained it all where it's like the during that uh so it, it starts rather like innocuous. They talk about you know, when they were stuck on the tarmac for seven hours. Um, the the drink carts on these private planes they're not like the normal drink carts where they have the little tiny you know bottles of alcohol. They have the full size bottle and they're serving you know your little plastic cups full of of of, of, your, of a liquor straight straight liquor and. They went through three full carts, and uh, the, 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 the flight attendant, she said that she had never seen that before, and she never saw it again, where they, they, they burned through one, and they burned through a second one, and they had to go request a third one during that seven-hour layover of them being stuck in the plane. So uh, the majority of the people on this plane were pretty sauced up. They were fueled up with alcohol while they were waiting to get, on the, get in the air. So that already kind of sets the stage, like, oh, we got to... Bunch of, got a bunch of shithead wrestlers, who 
who think they can do whatever they want. Was on the giant on board? And <laughs> no. <laughs> If Andre the Giant was on board, they would have needed five carts. Because he'd be like, ah, drink everything. Ah. This is all like, yeah, this is all like early 2000s. <laughs> yeah. Andre the Giant, I remember watching that documentary. Huh? I think I forget if that was on Netflix or not, or, or if it was on HBO Max. And we watched that documentary. I was like, whoa. That dude could we put it away because he was in pain. <laughs> drink it. He drink a case of wine by himself. <laughs> so all these wrestlers were just like completely drunk out of their minds, and they're just and as wrestlers tend to do when they get bored, they fuck around with each other. You find out like a, one wrestler he 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 got cut open the night before, so one guy comes over and just starts punching him in the face just to get it bleeding again. <laughs> the, the guy gets up. It was a Bradshaw was when the guy got, he comes up and just slaps the other dude to sleep literally. Bah, slaps him and knocks him out. And they, they sit him down and they they cut off his ponytail. This other this other wrestler, he was a, he was a producer at the time, I think. This guy, Michael Hayes. They cut off his ponytail. He was asleep. He didn't know because he had got knocked the F out. And, uh, and then uh, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, he goes up there because at that, at that point, Brock Lesnar was, a, was only like 19 or 20 years old, I think, or however old he was. He was, he was relatively young. Probably like yeah, early twenties, and uh, Mr. Perfect went over and put some uh, shaving cream on his head and smashed it, and that caused Brock to lose his shit. And there was a giant monster of a man, like six four, two freaking eighty or whatever he was. Him and Mr. Perfect start having a fight, and all the boys are just egging it on. But the flight attendant says like they got really close to freaking breaking the fuselage, and at this point they were in the air. If they had hit the fuselage, <laughs> would depressurize the plane. And I've seen enough uh, uh, disaster plane movies to know that that's a bad thing <laughs> if the plane gets depressurized. <laughs> so like, the flight attendants were like freaking out, like, can someone stop the fucking fight before they fucking <laughs> like the the wrestlers they had brought on because they they had brought in like Rob Van Dam and uh, X Pac and. Uh, uh, Tommy Dreamer, guys who were, I guess, I don't know, they're on the plane or like, they were eyewitness testimony that like, they could confirm all this stuff. And uh, they're like, oh, the, the, the wrestlers were like, oh, psh, we weren't in any danger. And the flight attendant's like, we could have gone down if these two giant morons had freaking dislodged. Because <laughs> they, they, they were fighting right by the emergency exit. <laughs> and it, it was just insane. It's like, well, like, you can tell the behavior at this point. And then, so, Ric Flair. Changes from from his freaking whatever he was wearing into just the the freaking just his robe, and he starts running around. He's swinging his dick around, and this one like this one wrestler who's now like more of a producer, like this guy uh, Tommy Dreamers, talking about like oh Rick being Rick, that's just what wrestlers do. This is this is normal. This is normal behavior. This is the, the, this crazy behavior is normalized among the boys. And it's like, oh, he's the nature boy. Well, you, got, you got a big hammer. You got to show it off. Yeah, Brock has catcher's mitts for hands, yeah. So, Ric Flair is, you know. And the thing is, this is not like a secret that Ric Flair does. They've, um, they have freaking, they've parodied this on freaking, there was a show on, on WWE Network. This this cute little story time anime show where they made they they they, they trivialized his penchant for you know getting naked on airplanes like it's oh it's like a cute thing to do oh, oh silly old Rick 
likes to get naked on airplanes and show off, show off to all the flight attendants. The, the reason why he's called Nate Nature Boy. And then I guess in the in the he, there was a there was a thirty for thirty about Ric Flair, and then they talked about all the bad stuff that he did on there. And then there's a segment on there talking about how Ric Flair like gets naked and shows off his junk. So it's not like people were telling lies here. And so apparently at some point during the flight, he, he cornered this particular flight attendant that that they were talking to, and he he forced he was forcing himself. He took her hand. He was showing. Showing the little Nate, and I guess he t takes her hand and puts it on a dick, and it's, and everyone's just like whatever. Doesn't like it. Apparently, one of the wrestlers did end up trying like having to move him away because she did not. She obviously was no, I'm married, and she literally she had just come back from maternity leave, and this is her first freaking uh, set of flights because <laughs> she they had been with them the whole loop. I guess and they flew them out from Connecticut. And they were they were flying them all around Europe, and it's like her first her first uh, uh, freaking shift back from freaking maternity leave, and you got freaking Ric Flair like, hey, hey, I don't have a good niche, but hey, let's take off the little niche, styling and profiling, and um, what was really what was truly horrifying was the comments from. This one wrestler, Tommy Dreamer, was trying to hand wave all this. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, he didn't do that. It's not possible. No, no, no. Rick, Rick doesn't force himself on women. Women throw themselves at Rick. And it's as this episode is happening live. If you, if you had gone on Twitter, you could see the entirety of Twitter just like turning the, the the eye of Sauron onto Tommy Dreamer here for for trying to, you know, was it? Victim, he was victim blaming, as a victim shaming. And like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, women don't turn down Rick. Women love Rick. Oh no, this is this is normal. This is perfectly fine. Everybody knows Ric Flair does this. It's like normal people do not <laughs> think this is fine. You okay? Gonna give us some honey? Yeah. Uh, Tiger is feeling a little bit under the weather. So this coffin, this, he'll be fine for a while, and all of a sudden, I don't know if something catches his throat, some little booger, a little, little snot gets on his throat, and I don't know. It's been it's been in a little rough for sleep here. Oh, Reese just croup or kraut croup, you know croup. Rice, his son, uh, Ryan's son, just had croup. I don't know what that is. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a quick Google search. Of course, hey, it's a tangent. This wouldn't be Dre's sniffles and horse cough. Yikes! Mm. I'm like, I hope that's not what Ty has. Cause swelling in the airways and problems breathing. Noisy breathing. Yeah. Well, barking cough, fever, hoarseness, labored or noisy breathing. Mm -hmm. hmm? Sounds like it. Maybe he does. Well, he's going to the doctor next week anyway for a regular. Oh my god, I can't move fast enough. 
delay this story. Make sure Tiger is okay. So, I think by, by the end, yeah, it went away after four days. Well, Ty's had this for a few days. Well, it's been back and forth. He had a really rough night on Saturday night. We all slept in on Sunday. He had a better night last night. We gave him wa some warm water of honey. That's what Rosa just went to go take to the dude right now. Oh, he's having a bad time. He just hit the, hit the screen. Alright, I forgot where I left off, but Twitter was lighting up Tommy Dreamer because he, he was saying some really shitty things. I, uh, it's, I think he was, uh, oh, really? This is the first time Rice has been sick? Oh, jeez. Yeah, Ty's been off and on with colds now for the last, like, ever since we put him in daycare. He's been having sniffles all the time, hanging out with all the, all the other kids. I was saying this. So this Tommy Dreamer character. It's funny because when I was younger, he was one of my favorite wrestlers. I mean, like he was, he was part of the old ECW back in the day. He was kind of the Everman wrestler. But apparently, uh, he, he's uh, just he's, the boys will be boys. He has that kind of mentality. And uh, he was just kind of uh, you know acting like oh Ric Flair did nothing wrong. Uh, like at the end of the episode, like this woman is also freaking she's crying talking about this. You can tell she she's been traumatized by this. Like, this woman has um. She, this was not cool. What 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 Rick had done to this woman? Uh, I, I I don't. It's always a it's, it, it, it's from your perspective. I, I'm sure from Rick's. Okay, a little bit lower. Okay, I'm a little too loud. Bring this a little closer. So yeah, it's from her point. Of, it doesn't it doesn't matter what Rick thought or Tommy thought of the situation. It's what what she saw and perceived and. Got got a dude forcing himself, showing you know, his wang, running around. He's like, hey, don't you want to touch my dick? It's Ninja Boy. Woo! I, I can't imagine. I was, like, she freaking was horrified. You, 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 if you, if this episode is up on YouTube right now. If you, if you want to, I'm doing a kind of a poor job of explaining. I'm giving you the Cliff's Notes version. The, the, the whole episode's up on YouTube on the Vice. If you just search for Dark Side of the Ring. Plain right from hell. Though the whole thing is there, they go into f much more further detail of the depravity. I'm just I'm just hitting the, the high spots here, the 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 the, the cliff notes, if you will. And it just she's horrified, and and Tommy's like, well, if it was that bad, she would she wouldn't have taken the settlement, and she would have taken it all the way to the furthest extent of the law. <laughs> it's like really, dude. Whoa, just. Uh, uh, a flight attendant's gonna take a legal battle against the WWF at that point, at, at, at its height, uh, right, right around the Attitude Era, just or just after the Attitude Era. You're just gonna, oh, she's gonna come up with several hundred thousand dollars to sue the shit out of them. Or, I mean, and of course, as, as Vince is wants to, as as you if you've watched this whole series, you like he just throws money at the problems. And they they give her a settlement and like I think her, her, her the the flight husband just encouraged her just take the settlement it's fine the the the, the only thing that people can yeah she talks about it in the in the interviews she's like the only they can't take away the the horrible thing that happened the only thing they can give you is money they can't undo it there's no there's no justice and then uh and the aftermath of the the whole thing because the whole thing was just a big shit show on that damn plane they they fired people who were expendable, and they confronted. They had, they had Jim Ross because he he was in charge of talent relations. He's the the 
a guy in charge of personnel at the time. And then the interview asked him, why didn't why didn't Ric Flair get fired? And then he, he couldn't come up with a good answer. He, he, the best way he could describe it was, oh, well, Rick, Rick was a made man. <laughs> he was too valuable to fire. We had other guys like a over the hill Mr. Perfect and uh, and what was it? Uh, uh, was it Dustin Rhodes and I think someone else? They they fired two or three other people over the the whole plane thing. They didn't fire Brock Lesnar. They had, they had just brought him up. He was just becoming a big star. They weren't gonna let him go. Ric Flair, he's a legend. They're not gonna fire Ric Flair. I was another guy. So, another wrestler, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. He was on the flight, and he grabbed the same flight attendant and like licked her in the face and like described in detail what he was going to do to her. He was drunk out of his mind. He like this is after Rick had flashed his ticket. This poor, this poor woman was just you know, a young flight attendant trying to trying to do her job, and these dudes are freaking accosting her. Treating her like a piece of meat. Yeah, he got fired because he was just yeah. Uh, they they talked about how when they when they took him off the plane, he, he he was so drunk like he he wasn't even conscious. They had to put him on a wheelchair to get him off the plane, and then yeah, they fired him. They they they're like nope, you, you, we, he was not ready because he 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 was having his troubles with, with with drugs and alcohol at the time, and he clearly was not ready to be back out in the road. And they let him go too. That's right. I was trying to remember. There was like three people who were fired. It was Mr. Perfect. And it was uh, Dustin Rhodes and Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. Yeah, and it was it was just crazy. This whole episode, and then the aftermath of the, all all this. So that the episode happens, it airs, and Twitter is just oh, wrestling. Twitter was ablaze that night, and into the following day. I was. I was trying to find. It was funny because I was getting ready to find like an illegal YouTube of a of the show because usually they, they don't throw it up on YouTube right away, or it's, like I said, it takes several months for it to show up on the legal ways. But usually I'd watch some sort of like reverse mirror screen on YouTube for for the first half of this season. I was I was watching a lot of the episodes like that, but no, nope. Uh, I guess Vice knew that we're throwing this up on YouTube because they were promoting the rest of the season there throughout. They were putting in commercials for the. All the other stuff they're going to talk about for the following five episodes. So I was able to watch it in its entirety. I think it's still up. I think they're, they they know people. <laughs> this really touched the pulse of the pro wrestling fan. Even people who are not interested in pro wrestling are are, are checking this thing out and like tripping out. Like what? How could how could people think that this behavior is appropriate? And no, there there's a. It's been a problem in pro wrestling, just like we talked about last summer when a bunch of wrestlers were called out for their inappropriate behavior with women, with with female wrestlers and with and with fans and underage fans in, in some cases. It's like there there's it's it's like this crazy mentality of like, oh we can just do whatever we want, doesn't matter. We can do whatever you want to whoever you want. <laughs> take take whatever you take whatever you can. And so like all this is coming. So that that guy, Tommy Dreamer, he 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 was working as a producer for for one of the smaller wrestling companies, Impact Wrestler, Impact Wrestling. So the result of the stuff he said in a he he said this stuff in it wasn't like he did it on a live microphone. He did an interview. <laughs> he gave his thoughts and comments about uh, 
the plane ride from hell and he didn't he, he wasn't backing down from his the boys will be boys this is professional wrestling this is normal for us and and he kept doubling down further throughout the entire episode like he spent that whole his, his whole his whole interview that he did he he, was, he spent it justifying the behavior on that plane ride where like the other like RVD was just like we were shitty we're fucked up <laughs> Like he, like uh, Rob Van Dam, the, the the wrestler that's known for being a pot smoker, he, he had the contrition of like, oh, this was bad. We were we were bad people. <laughs> we were horrible people back then. Like they were telling some other stuff that was very uh, unpleasant as well. Like stuff that they were like stuff that wasn't even on the plane ride. Like oh, like you know, what uh, I think both uh, Rob Van Dam and uh, X-Pac Sean Waltman were talking about like what, what the culture was like it's it's not like this anymore so I saw a lot of people on Twitter were making fun because of, of The Undertaker because The Undertaker did an interview uh, when he was doing his little like last ride his his wannabe Michael Jordan documentary and he's like oh I miss the old days we we used to sit around and men would be men. He doesn't like how all the all the young wrestlers now who who are like my age or younger are sitting around uh, playing video games in the in the back. Like uh, Xavier Woods and his and his up up down. down. I, I think he's specifically pointed at the the uh, Xavier Woods his up up down down YouTube channel where he's got all the other wrestlers playing games with him back when they were on the road pre pandemic. Now the now they they were they were playing all together on Twitch. <laughs> Or they, they they still I guess they can only play together on on the official WWE YouTube channel, which is now up up down down. And then Undertaker was making fun of that, and saying a lot of people were quoting like, "Yeah, I I think things are better now." Uh, Taker, I think I, I think I prefer the the wrestling nerds playing games with each other over a bunch of rapey drunk psychopaths fighting on airplanes and drugging women. Which, which they, they talked about in the episode as well. And just being generally shitty humans. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it's weird. Sometimes it's very difficult to be a fan of professional wrestling. Because like a few weeks ago, I was just on here talking about, oh, CM Punk came back. And then other cool stuff happened a couple weeks ago where, uh, where Daniel Bryan, he left WWE. And he's back to being Bryan Danielson and Adam Cole. Like all this cool stuff happened. Uh, a couple weeks ago, but then you, you have to be reminded. Oh wait, no, wrestling can be really shitty too. They, they, there's a lot of shitty humans who who do this, and then it's like it's it's hard a lot of times to be a wrestling fan with this kind of stuff. Like I, I've been a fan as far back as I can remember, all, going all the way back to WrestleMania five. I remember re- renting that tape from my local video store. That little little dinky video store in Garfield and Riggin, over behind the food city. Food city. I remember they had a, they had a whole section of uh, WWF. I remember, I remember I was watching WWF on, on 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 Fox 11. Their little syndicated shows, WWF superstars, and then I hearing them promote WrestleMania. And I remember I was I happened to be at the video store and like, oh, WrestleMania Five was on VHS. The mega powers explode. And I remember my dad telling me it's all fake. Like, my dad was real quick with the, oh, it's all fake. And then my mom was like, oh, when they were younger in the 70s, they'd go to the Grand Olympic Auditorium to watch wrestling because they, they used to do it downtown. Roddy Piper, when he was a younger man. The Grand Olympic NWA, the original NWA Hollywood. 
I remember watching that stuff and be like, oh, this, it's a, this is a fun soap opera for, for me. All these uh, big guys fighting each other. I, 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 I didn't care if it was fake or real. I thought it was real. And even later on when I, when I learned it, it was predetermined. Not necessarily fake. Every, everything, everything's a story. It's, it's like every other television show. Oh, it's predetermined. Oh, oh, so there's a script. Okay. How is this different from me watching, uh, you know, my cartoons or watching my freaking whatever like TV shows at night? How is that different? <laughs> the, the, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. <laughs> That's a, has a script. People will watch that and enjoy that. Hey, wrestling has a script. I mean, all right, whatever, cool. <laughs> Good guys win, bad bad guys lose. They they build up to that. Well, what's what's the big idea? I I, I, I took a lot of uh, abuse in middle school for for being a wrestling fan, and thankfully in high school wrestling got cool. And all of a sudden, uh, people were were coming to me asking me questions about wrestling because it was no oh, way he knows about wrestling. Tell us about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Tell us about The Rock. I'm like, oh. Okay, <laughs> I uh, I am now your wrestling guru because I've been following this forever. <laughs> I would buy the magazines. I would buy Pro Wrestling Illustrated and 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 read all this stuff and watch the TV shows on the weekends and watch Monday Night Raw and WCW Nitro. I, 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 that was a, it was that was my thing every Monday night back in those days. It was it was my, that was my entertainment. Just as much as like you know, comic books and video games, pro wrestling has been one of the things I I, I enjoy. But uh, like I said, it's uh, as we get in this deeper into this information age, and more and more stuff comes out of how terrible some of these dudes are. Not not all, but there there's plenty. It it, it gets hard. It, it it's it's a challenge sometimes. Like I, how can I defend this? How can I, I justify this? And like last year, when one of my favorite independent wrestlers, I loved going out and seeing him wrestle, find out he's a horrible fucking sex predator. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> we, we've directly contributed money to you. <laughs> it's like, I, I, gotta, I had to go through my Instagram. Like, I, I gotta go delete that picture I got with him. I'm like, this is not a good scene. I mean, what the What the fuck? <laughs> Do you think, you think you know these dudes, and, and some of them are cool dudes, but you don't know. Uh, on on that episode, Rob Adam says, "Don't meet your heroes, because <laughs> some of them can be really fucked up." <laughs> you don't want to know. <laughs> Do Proros get CTE? I think. Well, you go find the the. The episode of uh, Chris Benoit, and that's going to be the best example of pro wrestlers getting CTE. You don't want to meet Catwoman. Oh, she don't want to meet anybody. Hey, your hero is Catwoman because she she don't want to meet anybody. She just wants to steal from everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think right now there, there there was there was a wrestler. In the early 2000s, this guy like Chris Nowinski, he was like a Harvard, he was a Harvard bad guy, and he got a lot of concussions, and he had, he was forced to retire early, and he's he found he he founded like this uh, organization because he was he was Harvard educated to to investigate the, the effects of pro wrestling on on, on the brain, and I think there's <laughs> over time there's gonna be a lot of wrestlers who like oh their 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 brains are going out on them. A lot of people are attributing 
what happened to the the wrestler Chris Benoit. To, oh yeah, because one of his signature moves was the flying head button, and he was around the days where people were slamming each other in the face with steel chairs. Uh, everyone's a little, little different. Some people's heads are a little bit stronger than others. I guess they're, they're brains, but it, it's been long suspected that the, the reason why Chris Benoit went insane was because of all the brain damage he had from getting sm- sm- from freaking getting hit in the head over and over, throwing his head downward. Does it? So that's I'm sure CTE is a big concern. I'm sure there's a lot of especially in the last five years, there's been a lot more research and they've been trying to be safer with the wrestlers so they don't go out of their minds or wind up with dementia at 45. <laughs> it's a it, it's a big concern lately. I think that they're fine. They're, 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 especially even WWE's having to acknowledge like, oh, like okay, now, uh, if you get a concussion, you, you, like, if you get multiple concussions, we can't let you wrestle anymore. They, they made Daniel Bryan not wrestle for several years. He, he came back because I guess he, 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 he went out of his way to find research and find therapy to try to heal his brain so he can prove that like, oh, the, the, the concussion thing was like, oh, he can improve his improve his brain matter and I guess he, he, he found enough doctors and got enough clearance that they, they let him wrestle again and he was wrestling for the last couple of years for WWE now he's wrestling for AEW although he, he had a, a press conference where he's like oh I, he, he feels like Vince was he, he was being too careful with me and treating me like a, a like a piece of porcelain or I guess he, he wants to wrestle a little more rougher which I don't know if that's good for him in the long term he, he has a couple of kids yeah, during his time off, he, he, he him and his wife uh, Brie Bella, had a couple of babies. So I, 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 that's like where I'm kind of concerned for him. Like, dude, just stop doing headbutts and take care of your head. If you want to wrestle, go wrestle, but don't be reckless. Because he had a very reckless style, which is what led to his uh, frequently like, oh, he's out with a concussion. Okay, he's out for a long time with a concussion. Oh, and oh no, he's forced to retire early because of all the concussions. CTE, I think, is definitely a concern. You're gonna say, especially like a lot of the wrestlers from the from the early 2000s. I think a lot of them are probably very concerned about their brains. I know, I know. Stone Cold talked about it several times on his podcast. He's very concerned about his own brain because he took a lot of chairs to the head. That's why, if you watch uh, WWE now. That you don't see anyone take a chair shot directly to the face anymore. It's usually if they it's someone that they're swinging chairs around, they they hit each other in the back or on the hips. They they they, they kind of avoid the head now at all costs, which I, I think that's a good thing. Uh, as a as a a guy who's taken way too many concussions in his life, I I am very prone to concussions. Uh, I, I I can relate to that. One, 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 one wrong knock to my brain and I'm I'm very dizzy which lets me know that I would not have made it as a pro wrestler <laughs> I know when I was young I, I had delusions of like oh, I can be a wrestler if I, if I could just figure out how to get to a wrestling school because it used to be very clandestine back in the days it was like the mafia had to know someone on the inside to get into wrestling nowadays you just pay a retired wrestler and they'll make you a wrestler <laughs> yeah it's just like I said it's rough. There, there's a lot of good stuff, but there's a lot of stuff underneath the surface that's you don't want to know.
It's like, is it supposed to just be fun? It's, it's, it's the world's oldest soap opera, the, the conflict between people. And they settle it with choreographed violence. And when the, it, it, it's at its best when you, you, you can't blur the line between predetermined and real. That's when, when there's sometimes where, like, if you're watching really good wrestling and you're, you're emotionally invested and they got you. That's what that's the goal. They want to get you. They want to make you forget that it's a show. And you believe that it's real. That's when pro wrestling is at its best. And it's at its worst when it sucks. <laughs> when you're not entertained, you just I feel like <laughs> there there was times when I back when I was still living in Pasadena and we, I would have people come over. Like, oh, I, I had my own place. Hey, we had people come over and watch uh, the WWE and WWE Network was a thing. It's like, hey, we can watch the pay-per-views every month instead of just showing up once a year for WrestleMania. Let's show up every month and hang out. I feel like, I, like when when stuff gets really predictable, I I felt like I was like Rain Man saying, oh, well, this move's about to happen right now. I, I feel like do I feel like do I annoy you something when we do watch wrestling? And I can predict things that happen right before they happen. Is that isn't that kind of an annoying thing for your wife? Right, I think I do that a lot with the Marvel shows too. Where like I kind of like see things coming, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna happen next. <laughs> I feel. I stopped trying to like show you how I, I can see the future. <laughs> yeah, like, I've watched so much wrestling and TV shows. It's not annoying. It's like I. I, I, I ah. Good like, oh, shit up. Let me just like enjoy the show. Can I watch this? Sometimes knowing too much can be a burden. Yes, that's why I've been liking a lot of these in recent Marvel shows where I don't know anything at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 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 been very um What if it's What yeah, see like what if? I don't know what's going on in any of these episodes. I'm like the only one I kinda knew was that zombies one because I'm like, ah, I kinda know, like ah, I don't like that story and the, when they did it in the, in the regular comic books, but everything else has been like, oh, this has been very refreshing, or like, or like Wandavision. And I was like, I have no clue. This they, they based it off a couple of different comic book series that I hadn't read. I knew they existed, but it was stuff that I hadn't read. That was cool. The Last Man, why? Yeah, why the Last Man? Oh, see, that's that's. Let's leave this off on a more positive note here. Let's yeah, why the Last Man? That's a, a a comic book series, which ironically. That book series happened the whole time I was a comic book clerk, but I never read it for whatever reason. It was funny because the, 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 the last boss I had the comic shop, he was like, why aren't you reading these? Why aren't you reading this book? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't get on. It's, when it comes to books like that, if I'm not on board at the beginning, I don't want to jump on the train freaking 20, 30 issues late. I want to read it from the beginning to the end. It's just how, how I am when it comes to like my media. It's like oh, if I, if I if I if I can't watch it all in, it, in like that's why a lot of these shows now on thanks to streaming it's a lot easier. Oh, I wouldn't if the boys was just a show on television. I never would have gotten into it. But oh well, I'd have to buy DVDs or find them. I'm like ah, I'm not gonna do that. But you can stream it all. Okay, cool. I can go back and watch it all. Like that's like with Game of Thrones. I was like ah, I, I didn't have HBO when that show started. But then later on I had HBO and then they had the on demand thing. Oh okay. I was able to go back and get into it. So, like, but with comic books, I was like, "Oh man, I'm not gonna go back and read 60 issues. Pfft, screw that noise. I know it's good, but 
I know very little about it. I know precious little because people would, oh, it's so good. I can't tell you anything. I'm like, good. Don't tell me anything. So 20 some odd year, years later, now it's been adapted into a television show like FX on Hulu. And it looks pretty cool. And now it's like, oh, I, I can enjoy it like a normal person. Because all I know is that the dude, his name is Yorick, hence why the last man, and every dude in the world is dead, except for him. And uh, I don't know why. If I read the book, I probably would know why, but I don't know. I get to go in blind. And I and now, at, at, at 41, turning 42 next week, I kind of enjoy going in blind, because I, I spend my whole life trying to read as much as I can and learn as much as I can, so I know everything going into things. But now that I'm older, I appreciate surprise. <laughs> we have a toddler. Our entire life is about surprise now. <laughs> what are you doing, Tiger? What? <laughs> Whole life is about surprise. <laughs> quick, quick, funny Tiger story. I'm going to end the show with a funny Tiger story instead. So was it? Sa uh, was it? Was it? Oh, Sunday morning. Yesterday morning. We were just... Me and Tiger, we're sitting on the couch. We're watching Dinosaur Trains, a show on PBS Kids. It's a cute little, little they teach you all about dinosaurs. You get to learn about dinosaurs, and they kind of give you a little bit of life lessons, too, in the middle of it. They kind of intertwine life lessons and dinosaur facts. And so, like, the, the intro of the, the show, they kind of give you the quick rundown. Like, oh, here's a, here's a Mrs. Pteranodon. She has four eggs. Oh, my eggs are hatching. And then three of the eggs hatch, and they're little, little pteranodons. And the fourth egg hatches, and it's a T-Rex. And so, it, we've seen this show a lot, but for whatever reason, I decided to make a joke this time. I'm sitting there, me, got Ty sitting right next to me, father and son. I, I lean over, and I, 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 I want to tell Rosa a joke. I'm like, I, I want to see if I can get a laugh out of out, out of my wife. I'm like, oh, I, wonder, I bet Mr. Pteranodon had some questions about that fourth egg. <laughs> and Tiger, without missing a beat, as soon as I finish my sentence, he goes, uh-oh. <laughs> and I think, Ro you didn't hear it, because I, th I started laughing immediately. <laughs> you're in the kitchen. Yeah, you're like, oh, but you missed Tiger going, uh-oh. Like, literally, I'm missing a beat. Like, as soon as I finish saying, oh, I bet Mr. Toronto asked some questions about that fourth egg. And like, as soon as I finished the sentence, Tiger went, uh-oh. <laughs> Just perfect comedic timing. I, I, it's like he knows what I'm saying, but I, I don't know if because of the way I said it, I don't know if he kind of knew like the, the little, the sly, jokey way I was saying it to to, to Rosa here. I was like, oh, I got Mr. Tran done. I got a, got some questions about that fourth egg. Uh oh. <laughs> and I was just rolling, and I'm sure Ty was confused why I was so. I mean, I think maybe he knew that what he said made me laugh but I laughed really hard <laughs> I was dead I was like I was dead on the spot I'm like this child this child of ours oh my lord <laughs> just slayed me with his, his, his hilarity <laughs> out of the blue uh oh <laughs> it's like he doesn't know the, the joke I'm making about the, the infidelity of Mrs. Tranodon and a T-Rex <laughs> my, my implied joke that was just a Shot that over to my wife, like, hey, silly joke about the preschool show. <laughs> oh, my eggs are hatching. <laughs> one of them, one of them wasn't like the rest. What am I doing in the trend on nest? 
<laughs> I wish other parents would be watching PBS like we do. Like all day long. We watch all. We, that, that's all we watch. We don't put on the news. We don't put on the news. No, we, we watch streaming TV after he's asleep. Yeah. We watch Reservation Dogs. Go watch Reservation Dogs as well on FX on Hulu. PBS Kids. We watch PBS Kids. All day. All day. All day. Daniel Tiger. Super Y. Arthur. Actually, I like. I actually like Arthur. Sesame Street. Sesame Street. Sesame Street is pretty cool. I don't mind. It's funny. I don't mind most of the shows. I I I, I think I feel like in the beginning I used to really hate Super Y. But now, I'm like you I'm into like it. Song, I, I don't like the song. I love Superwise. So, so the Superwise okay, but the, the song would get on my nerves. But now because I just I've written this parody of it in my brain, that's how I get past it now. Yeah. I think that was a show that we were both like, uh, oh, Pinkalicious. Pinkalicious. Okay, that one is. So annoying. No, that that you I'm know sorry, what? It it, it's annoying. It, it's an annoying show. I'm glad Ty is isn't like super into it. <laughs> it's not even on when he's like. Yeah. It, we only see it on the weekends. Yeah, yeah there's all these shows. If, if if you're not a parent, then you're not gonna get all this. But he he, he like just ignores shows that are a little too much for him. Like, I feel like he doesn't watch Odd Squad. Like if Odd Squad is on, he's not into it because it's just no, too odd. Pinkalicious, no. Yeah. Odd Squad, no. But like oh, Daniel Tiger. Girl, no. Yeah, he's not into Word Girl. We're into Word Girl, but he's not. But he's into like Daniel Tiger. He's into Super Y. He's into Hero Elementary. Yeah. He's into Molly Denali. He's in love with... Well, he was in love with Molly. Now he's his new girlfriend. Uh, Alma's way. Alma. His, his new girlfriend, Alma. I can't wait for Alma. Alma, that's two weeks. He, he's going to get his Alma. I'm sure it's gonna, I'm sure it's going to take over the 9 a.m. spot or something. Or the 8.30 spot right after. I'm going to make him a little Alma. To, we, we, thought, we thought he was going to fall in love with an Alaskan girl. Now I feel like it's going to be a freaking... Uh, a uh, Puerto Rican girl from the Bronx. <laughs> that's gonna. Be, that's that's Ty's current current girlfriend is gonna be a Puerto Rican girl from the Bronx. So many questions. I'm going to wrap now. Almost way. Yeah, that. That's another thing about these damn preschool shows. The songs infect your brain. They're all freaking earworms. Every single one of these freaking kids shows ryan i'm sure you know this i don't know if, if, if you watch more disney junior or if you watch any pbs kids or if you put nick jr on or if you guys just avoid kids television altogether for for your son but we watch pbs kids we're comfortable with pbs kids but all the songs are freaking earworms <laughs> and random ones will just pop up in my brain but the, the one that 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 sh- crushes my soul the most is super why that one is constantly in my head. I don't. I'm I not. I'm not going to sing it. You. You see. You. 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 You're stronger willed than I am when it comes to that. The, the musical stuff just crawls into my brain. <laughs> you're too. You're, you're too tired to care about the music. My brain, though, no, it's like I hear these songs and they're stuck in my head. So, some days it's Hero Elementary. Some days it's Word Girl. Some days it's Oh Daniel Tiger. Not so much. That one doesn't get stuck in my head too often. But it's always super Y. That drives me insane. Sometimes it's like Peg plus Cat. I'll be at work going Peg plus Cat. <laughs> Randomly. This is parenthood. For your non-parents, this is what parenthood is like. It's adorable. 
I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I think we put it on once and we didn't last 10 seconds. We're like, nope, I don't like this. It's like, it's weird. It's like the same way I used to feel about like some of that like weird MTV animation stuff. Like not Aeon Flux, but there'd be like some other stuff. Like like the, the Bill Plimpton stuff, that kind of stuff, that stuff. Like that that's what Coco Melon reminded me of. It reminded me of Bill Plimpton. It reminded me of that kind of animation. It was like this is uncomfortable. I mean, no, this is, I know this is art, but this is uncomfortable. I think I know what you're talking about. I've never gone, but I've heard about it. Yeah, I think I, my my old boss in the comic. My old boss in the comic shop, he loved all that kind of stuff, so he would go to that. See, that, that's what Coco Moon reminded me of, that kind of uncomfortable animation, but for children. That's like why I don't like most of the Adult Swim stuff now. Yeah, it's all like super deformed. It was Earth. Oh. We're all Earth signs. All of us? You, me, and him? We're all Earth? You, me, and Dupree? You, me, and Dupree? Yeah, Capricorn mm. is... Earth. Earth. Welcome to Earth. Cardinal Earth. Yeah, and his tarot card is the devil. The devil. That you, explains so much. You, Libra, mm -hmm. are... Oh, you're an air sign. I'm air. <sighs> that explains why I'm so full of hot air. Your tarot card is justice. Justice? Mm hmm It's just a picture of... Of just ice? Jackson. Of just ice? <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's just a picture of a block of ice. It's just ice. <laughs> um, We've got the... <laughs> of a view. Um, yeah. So mine is fixed earth. Fixed earth? That's fancy. What is that? The, the hero font. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> okay, I guess we'll just leave that as as a cliffhanger. I have no idea what that is. I don't even know what she said. But I'm I'm just ice. My son is the devil. <laughs> no, I'm not saying that. And you're a hero tarot card the tarot card knows <laughs> thank you for watching thank you for listening as always make sure to follow us on social media i was wilding on twitter yesterday at dre gp podcast <laughs> i think uh, what i said something about chris jericho yesterday and i got like 35 likes <laughs> i'm like this doing numbers i haven't done numbers like this since black lives matter <laughs> i was doing some numbers on twitter yesterday <laughs> I think I think the the tweet was literally like I said that Chris Jericho he dead ass doesn't give a fuck. I think that was the tweet I said. That was the tweet I put out. I I was talking like a kid because dead ass that's like a, that's a that's a phrase that kids say. Uh -huh. I think that's a that's a substitute for he seriously doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, but I said it and he dead ass doesn't give a fuck. 
I know. I'm, I'm, I'm scrambling to keep up with it. That's why I'm so connected. Like when, like when I told you last, uh, last night, like the dude that was down bad on Twitter. <laughs> you're like, what does down bad mean? <laughs> Yeah, I can. I can barely keep up with them. I'm like, I'm just like, I'm like, just behind them. <laughs> it's like another language. It's another language. Thank, thanks to, thanks to me delving into black wrestling Twitter, I'm able to keep up with a lot of this stuff. I have to look up. Like, when someone says cap, that means they think the person above them is lying. That's cap, or they just put cap. I had to look it up on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Because I'm like, why are they saying, why did they say cap? Or why is this cap? It's like, it's like a, it's like a Twitter thing. Or it's like, or it's a young people thing. They, 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 they've been saying it on wrestling the last couple weeks and they like, oh, it's not cool anymore to say cap. back in the days. Way back. If somebody was from Northern California, they're Hella. Hella. They don't have to be from a region, like the people from Seattle who knew that I was from Los Angeles because I kept saying like over and over and over. It, it's been it's been spread. The way we li- like literally talk, like literally. That's how people know I'm from Los Angeles because I talk like a valley girl. Oh no way! Like I don't even know what a valley girl sounds like now. I haven't been in the valley in years. Not anymore. They all moved to Nevada. No, they passed a thing where they have to like. Uh, there's all these regulations on pornography here in LA, so they have to move all, all move everything to Nevada. Shit, hell, COVID shut down most of the freaking porn industry. COVID shut down the Shit, COVID shut down pornography. Now it's just a bunch of girls by themselves on OnlyFans. That's where all the pornography is now. Pornographer. Ooh, I want to read you more of this. Oh, boy. Oh, Andy, Andy Vasquez says, what kind of a world do we live in where a ra- dude can go from failing as a rapper, calling out Eminem, to going to rock and trying to diss Slipknot? Is that like Machine Gun Kelly or something? Is that the guy who did that? He called out Eminem and got rocked, and now he's like a rock star wannabe? I don't know. I, 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 I was very, I'm, I'm, I'm turning 42. Fox, right? Yeah, I believe he's with, with, with Megan Fox. Yeah. And MGK, Machine Gun Kelly. I think that's Machine Gun Kelly. I, if, using the context clues of Eminem and Slipknot, I'm like a rapper <laughs> calling out Eminem. I'm like, I think MGK was the guy who called him out. I think I saw that on Twitter a couple years ago. Speaking of Twitter, yeah, at DreGB Podcast. I went on another tangent there. Ah, that was a fun tangent. At DreGB Podcast. That also works on Instagram. I've uh, my my social media energy has been mostly going to Twitter. There's not been a lot of social media energy going to Instagram. It's cute photos of Tiger, basically, right now on Instagram. Not a lot. 
<laughs> and Andy says, yes, pop gun dumb shit. <laughs> I love it. Or if you ask me in Russell, more like pop gun shit ass. <laughs> shit ass. Um, don't say that. I know, can't say that out loud. Tiger's going to pick that one up. Um, at Dre GB Podcast on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Uh, make sure you go to our, our YouTube page. I I have not been streaming lately because we've been incredibly busy at work. I, I might set up my Switch over here and try to stream something right now just so I can have some content to put up because it's been a week. I, I posted up a video today from that I had in my archive on our YouTube. It's been it's been very hectic at work. We're we're very stressed out at work right now. <laughs> I, I can't steal 10 minutes away to, to stream a game now. It's been... We're down bad, as the, as the young people on Twitter say. We down bad. You should have seen my face when I heard Bob tell, tell Rick, Oh, we're getting 29 pallets of video games. What? We're getting 29 pallets of video games. When? Like, at the some point this week. Why? Because Bob ordered a shitload of stuff from Square Enix. <laughs> and this isn't even the whole thing. 29 full-size pallets. Because PS3 might be going extinct soon. I thought, yeah, I know. But he put this order... A lot of these orders get put in like months in advance. Yeah, we're going to shitload of PS3 uh, Square Enix games. Yes, Andy, I saw your message. I've been very busy. I have not been able to get you the game that you finally selected. <laughs> he finally picked a game. He picked a game, so now I gotta, I gotta say this. Wasn't this contest only like a fucking year ago, honey? No, that was like three months ago. The contest was not three months ago. It was in June. Are you serious? It took you It was June. To send him yes. And it took him a while to get back to me. He, got, he barely got back to me a couple weeks ago. He says no worries. Andy says no worries. Because he's getting a free game. He's getting a free game. Back in my day. I ain't your supervisor. You're not my supervisor. You're definitely not my supervisor. <laughs> YouTube.com. Search for Dre's Geek Velocity Podcast. I posted up another Burnout Revenge video today because that's all I had left in, in the queue. I have a, a half-finished Matrix <laughs> Yeah, Andy says he's also been busy, so it's not all my fault. Because I emailed him the list a month or so ago. Okay, no, no, I know. I'm just when, you're busting my balls. Uh, you can check out all of our stores. Uh, go to Etsy.com, Dre's Geek Philosophy, if you want to buy some 8-bit art. If you're looking for some t-shirts, find the Depop app and search for Dre's Geek Philosophy. We have a bunch of gamer shirts. <laughs> I found a shirt... <laughs> at work that we, we looked it up it was like a dino crisis chart and apparently it's like 150 bucks so i was like oh i guess i can throw that on i can't throw that up on depop <laughs> really it's a 150 200 shirt of course oh like oh okay oh those are well yeah those are nice those are jordans people go wild for that shit okay all right i guess i guess we're throwing up a dino crisis shirt for 200 bucks and then, uh, let me see. What else? Oh, yeah. If you want to buy some video games from me, go to my eBay. I need to update. Uh, there's a lot of... I haven't put up any good games lately on the eBay, so that's why like no one's been buying them. I had a bunch of good games recently, and then I, I, haven't, I haven't re-upped the um, 
hunting ground. Predator hunt, hunting ground? Hunting ground? <laughs> I don't think I even have hunting ground. Hunting ground? Hunting ground? No, the boss is gonna notice. I can't. I can't just be dropping games. <laughs> they implicitly trust me. <laughs> I can't be doing things like that. That's why. That's why I have a job. That's why I have my own office. <laughs> they. They implicitly trust me. That's why they have me. When those twenty-nine pallets of Square Enix games come in, I'm gonna have to be the one that's gonna go count it. <laughs> uh, what else? And oh yeah. Uh, so uh, eBay.com. Search for SoCal Clone 32. If you want to find my eBay store, you can buy some video games. Some of them are mine. Some of them are my bosses. <laughs> and uh, finally, uh, if you want to support our show directly, like Ryan Tanaka does, like our friend Daniel Wong does, uh, Patreon.com forward slash Dre's Geek Philosophy. If you want to directly support the show, that always helps us out. It, it's thanks to these gener generous men that we're able to have every single episode. Uh, 29 pounds, it's not the, it's Kingdom Hearts, yeah, some of them are Kingdom Hearts, but it's like all sorts of stuff, or it's a, the, the boss got connections, yo, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's thanks to Ryan and Daniel that we're able to keep all the episodes available on SoundCloud, you can listen to every single episode, we have every single episode on there, and we're not missing any episodes, I think. Actually, no, I think we are missing two episodes on the SoundCloud. <laughs> now that I think about it, I'm like, oh, there are two I, 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 I struggle over, like, oh, should I, like, because they're up on our YouTube, and they're on our Facebook. I could just pull the audio off of them if I were so inclined or smart and post them up on the on my SoundCloud, but then it would break up the order. I mean, the order's already ruined at the beginning, thanks to Executive Producer Samzia. He posted like the way he posted them. He posted it order like one, two, thirteen, four, seven, eight, thirteen. I was like, because I mean, I, he he's work. He was working for free, so he gave me free. <laughs> he gave me free. It was slow and not good <laughs> because I paid nothing, <laughs> but he volunteered. <laughs> but he didn't put them up in order, and then he lost two episodes. <laughs> Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. This has been Dre's Geek Philosophy. Hey, for a guy who didn't really have anything coming up to the microphone, we squeeze an hour and ten minutes out of this. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we do here at Dre's Geek Philosophy. I talk professionally. I unprofessionally talk professionally. It's like when I was at, the last time I was at a, what do you call it, a, WonderCon. I was an unprofessional professional. <laughs> Thank you for watching. We'll catch you guys next time. Audio is fun.